This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. John Krasinski from The Athletic is with us. Uh, your new baseball writer there, Dan, uh, uh, John. Uh, Dan Hazy isn't here right now, but uh, you better stay away from him. He breaks curfew once in a while. Oh, is that right? Well, yeah, as, yeah, as you, know, you, you know me, Patrick. I, I like to get into bed early and never <laughs> cause any trouble. So, yeah, he uh, broke I will, curfew. I will take that too. I gave these guys, uh, he, he, he kept Lavelle out late a couple of times, which is no. uh, quite an accomplishment because uh, Lavelle <laughs> could keep other people out late anyway. That is a badge of honor in my book. So That is true. Say, I got a question for you. Now, uh, we got Case Keenum coming. I mean, we got uh, Kirk Cousins coming in. But they're all the Viking fans who spent all last year telling us they wanted to see Kyle Slaughter, whoever the hell he is, they're going to be very upset that Trevor Simeon's coming in to drop, drop Kyle all the way down to third string. They were all over Kyle, even though they'd never seen him play. We are rating the, the Broncos quarterback uh, ranks, and I don't know yes. if that's a good thing or not. But, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing how it captivated we can be by you know the kind of quarterback who – we've never seen before you know sometimes those are the ones that are most attractive you haven't seen them mess up yet so uh i I, it'll be interesting to see how that backup duo duo kind of plays out though because i mean simeon certainly has the experience but i don't know that he's actually lit the world on fire and i i think scouts and and some people in the vikings organization actually think a lot of Sloter for his arm strength and for a lot of other things that he has going on so I wouldn't be shocked if eventually he does become the number two, but certainly you have to have a guy with a little more experience as a backup because if Cousins goes down, uh, then you know then you're hurting uh, to, to throw a guy out there who's who's never started before. And then there are the people, including some uh, commentators on ESPN and other places, upset that the Vikings are going to uh, guarantee this whole pot of money. What this is what you have to do for a quarterback? These yes, days, yes. I mean, and, uh, and he's it, 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 these are the same guys who say that the quarterback position is the most important in professional sports. I mean, uh, I, I don't know what they expect people to do. Um, you want to win, you know. You want to win. You want to get a guy that you really like. You got to pay the guy, and especially I, I don't. I don't see the major problems for the Vikings. It's a three-year deal. So yes. they're not they're not guaranteeing six years and and so um, you know if something goes wrong or 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 whatever I mean they can get out of this thing fairly early and so I, I just I, I have a hard time thinking about the hand wringing again Patrick one of the other things is that a lot of these people who are criticizing this deal they say well boy the NFL players have the worst uh, collective bargaining agreement and they yes. never get you know they never get these contracts guaranteed how how barbaric these owners are to not to not uh, give them some more injury insurance. And here we go, we, we're giving him all that he wants, and, and now now we're the bad guys for that, too. I uh, made this comparison yesterday. People uh, sit around and, uh, and uh, always say, okay, 
He's not a number one starter when they're talking about baseball pitchers. He's not a number one starter. Well, they have like, then when you start talking about him, they say, well, he's not Clayton Kershaw or Max Scherzer. Okay, that's not a number one starter. There's 30 number one starters. And there's 10 really good quarterbacks, and this guy's one of them. What What is to complain about here? To me... This is a, a very dynamic move by the Vikings. And there's, uh, you can pick and uh, nitpick on uh, Cousins, but uh, you know, you you now have a quarterback that win the Super Bowl. I mean, Nick Foles could win a Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins sure as hell could win a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's it, it, exactly right. I think you know what what we're seeing from the Vikings here is a complete recognition that the window is open right now for a Super Bowl, and so. When those windows open, you got to go all in. I mean, no matter what happens, uh, you, you can't be held back at quarterback. And what they have decided, now I don't know, Patrick, how this is ultimately going to work out. You know, is Case Keenum uh, a, a, a lot worse or a lot better than, than Cousins? Uh, I, I really don't know that. But what the Vikings have decided clearly is that they think the, their ceiling is raised exponentially with sure. Cousins opposed to Keenum. And so if it doesn't work out, then you blow all these guys out of here and start over. But clearly what they have decided is this guy gives us a much better chance to win uh, than, than Case Keenum did. And so they're going for it. I mean, this is aggressive. I think this is what you want your team to do is see something and, and not bat an eye about, about paying big money to go do it. Yeah, and uh, we were talking to Collar earlier, and some of the things they said about Keenum, they, you know, now it's interesting, Washington didn't think he was the man, but we didn't think Keenum was the man, and we, you know, that's, that what makes the world go around, different of teams having different opinions on players, and uh I, I like the guy a lot. I think he's uh I think he's he's got the right attitude, he's got the big arm, he's a dynamic guy and you throw him with that defense. Uh you know, they you know, they could go and get beat by a good team like Philadelphia and they may never get to a Super Bowl, but uh they they are going to be they they probably will be equal choice with uh, the Eagles going into next year as far as Vegas betting on going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I do. I agree with you. I think they're going to be one of the favorites. And I, here's what I think it really came down to, Patrick, if you talk to people over there. It's that maybe Kirk Cousins isn't exponentially better than what Case Keenum was last year, but what they believe is they can rely on him to be really good here over the next three years where they don't know if, if they can rely on Case Keenum to be that guy. And uh, you know, that's part of their evaluation is they decided that, you know, we don't know if this is a flash in the pan or if this is just uh, or if this is really a breakout season kind of paving the, the way for, for a late career renaissance for Case Keenum. And they didn't want to take that chance. And so they're going with a much more proven commodity. They're going to surround him with a lot more talent, both offensively and defensively, than he's ever had before. And a, and a pretty darn good coaching staff now, too. So. Uh, all of the pieces are in place, as, as Brett Favre used to like to say. And, and so if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But you can see the logic behind it and, and, and why they like this guy so much. Yeah, we were talking about this yesterday, that how, uh, you know, the Vikings are taking their shot because of the team around the quarterback. And Green Bay wasted five or six years not surrounding the quarterback with a team 
and it's now all of a sudden they're all in on going and getting people, and I think it's too late. I think they they screwed up their big chance because Rogers is still great, but uh, you can't. What is he? Thirty five now. You can't wait that long to surround a guy with a team, and you can't wait this long to uh, give a team like this a winning quarterback. And I I think he will be a winner. Uh, and and it, to me, this is uh, one of the one of the most dramatic moves that the uh, team has made in Minnesota professional sports. Now I got to ask you about our Timberwolves. Yeah. Uh, what? First of all, Belly's going to make some money. He sure is. Yeah, he sure is. I'm actually writing about that today at The Athletic. We'll have it tomorrow morning. But, um, you know, the thing about Belly has been it, it, the, the question that you have to ask is, it's a, is, he, is he the chicken or the egg? Because, uh, you know, he was not playing very well when he was getting short minutes. And, and so was it, a, was, it a, was it a case of him not playing very well because he wasn't getting bigger minutes? Or was he, you know, not getting the big minutes because he wasn't earning it, not playing well? And and so what what Bealitz's people have told us behind the scenes for most of this year is this guy's got to play more. You know, in the 56 games that Jimmy Butler has been healthy, Bealitz had top 20 minutes three times. And yes. so what what he's said is I need to play so I can produce. And now he's playing in these last seven games. With Butler out, and he's been phenomenal. I mean, you know, they, he was playing really poorly last night in Washington. That game didn't turn until he started knocking down shots and making plays in the fourth quarter, and that really got them going. And then Cat carried them to the end. But uh, this is what he's been waiting for, and to give him credit, now he's taking advantage of that opportunity, and he's playing great basketball. And you're right, he's he's a restricted free agent. He's going to get some offers in the offseason as long as he stays healthy through the rest of the year and 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 keeps this up. Hey, what are they? Uh, what are, what what happens when Butler comes back? Well, you can't, yeah, uh, can you, do you now let him dominate the ball like you let him previously, or is he going to be willing to uh, share it a little more? That's a that's the great question here, Patrick, because um, this is really kind of sh- shaping up a lot like what happened with um, Jeff Teague when he went out earlier in the season. Then Tyus Jones comes in and plays phenomenal. And, and they play the, the best team defense they've played all year. He's moving the ball. He's playing really well. Then Teague is healthy um, and, and comes back into that starting lineup, and Tice is playing 11 or 12 minutes a night. And so Tibbs has a very strict system that he adheres to almost no matter what, especially when it's his, his baby, Jimmy Butler. I mean, you know, if, if Tibbs had a daughter, he would line her up with Jimmy Butler. I mean, there's no question about it. So... It will be interesting whenever he does come back, how quickly they bounce back to that ball, the Butler ball dominant fourth quarter offense that sometimes really did struggle to score points uh, in, in clutch situations because uh, it was so predictable to defend. I mean, with Belly out there as the three point shooter at the floor spacer, there, there definitely is more room for Towns to work. Uh, they're a little harder to defend because they're moving the ball. They're clearly a better team with Butler on the court, no question about it. But there, I do think that you, you can make a big argument that there has to be adjustments made in the wake of Bielitsa playing so well. He at least needs to get 25 minutes a night. We'll see if that actually happens. And, uh, of course, the biggest problem is Wiggins and Butler play the same position. <laughs> That's exactly right. And, and Wiggins is really going through – what Chris Bosh went through in Miami, what Kevin Love went through in Cleveland, 
when you are used to being the man and getting all the shots and now you're the third option, how does that work out for you? And it's been a struggle for him. He's, you know, he's trying to figure out how to adjust and how to, how to get into that rhythm. And some nights he, he actually looks really good and makes, a, makes some great plays, but then there are a lot of nights where he floats and he's a ghost. And especially when Butler's on the floor, he has a hard time finding his spots. And, and so that's, that's going to be a huge key going forward. He's not going anywhere. He's got a five-year, $148 million deal kicking in next year. They've got to figure out how to make that work. But it has, it's been a, a bit of a painful process with that so far. All right. I think they're in good shape, though. I got them uh, winning eight of the last 13 when I look at the schedule. I think they'll be in the playoffs. So. They should be, Patrick. They should be. But this is the Timberwolves. Something yes. always goes wrong. So that I'll believe true. it when I see it. All right, sir. Hey, thanks, John. Thank you, Patrick. Johnny Krasinski, uh, he's now with The Athletic, uh, which, of course, has a Minnesota bureau among its uh, many uh, bureaus. We shall return with the Sports Person of the Day. This is The Ride with Roycey. Makes you happier, healthier, more intelligent, and honest, according to new research. Roycey, you're in luck. I wouldn't argue with that. (laughs) On 1500 ESPN. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. The Elitza drives off the glass, tip up and no good, tip up again and in. Wiggins for Bielitsa, and this game is tied. Jones back to Bielitsa for the jumper, and he is blazing hot. Bielitsa, who was 2 of 11 from the field through three quarters, this quarter has made all five of his shots with 13 points. Manny Hill. Yes, sir. Who was that disgusted play-by-play announcer that, with the, for the Washington uh, Wizards. I do not know what what his name was, but he did not seem very happy that he <laughs> no, was he draining did, shots from all over the place. He did not like the fact that this guy who was, uh, what, two, two for 11 to start last night? Uh, yeah. I call him Belly. Let's face it. I'm a, you know, a Murray County guy. I see a name like that. I call him Belly. Uh, but uh, here's, here's my question. When... Steve Do, Bucknance is, by the way, Steve Buckhance is the uh, television play by play guy. Yep. And, uh, you know, I love basketball announcers because they can get, they get that disgust in them more than anybody, right? Because oh, yeah. the game, they, they, uh, if they're not screaming at the officials, they, uh, NBA guys, but, uh, they, they get, they get disgusted. Ray Christensen was the greatest, uh, when he did gopher games because I used to always turn it on and, bet myself i could guess within 10 point uh, five points where the what the score was even before ray said it by the tone of his voice uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's our guy. That was uh, that's, that's our guy. <laughs> oh, I love Alan Horton. He's just the yeah, greatest. What's, Alan the, what's, what's the one where where he slams his pen down? Oh, or you something? mean this one right here? What is Gary Zelinsky watching? <laughs> <laughs> but what's more fun is when they're. Oh, what's God. more fun is that when it's when it's getting away from the team and they're doing it in a level, you know, voice, but the the vitriol is coming through in a low key manner like it was with this guy. But here's the question. 
When are we going to be worried about Belly playing too many minutes? Oh, we're going to wear him out. Don't well, Mackey and Judd going to have to tell us he's playing too many minutes? Well, at the His, start of the year, Pat, it was he wasn't playing enough wasn't minutes. Wasn't playing enough minutes. The last five games, Belly, 34 minutes, 45 minutes, 40, <laughs> 40. 39. Stop overusing belly tips. You got to stop overusing him. I believe. You're going to wear him out. I believe what you're trying to say is. This aggression will not stand, man. (laughs) This aggression will not stand. Last five games, he's 29 out of 57, including 12 for 25 on threes. And uh, he's made seven starts in a row now. Averaging thirty seven point nine minutes. That's too many. That's too many. <laughs> you know, all kidding aside, thirteen point nine points. He can shoot. Well, I was yeah. going to say outside of he Joel Crawford, he's the best shooter on this team. Yes. Yeah. Well, in Towns, yes. Towns is. Yeah, I Towns guess Towns too. too but, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he's he's been great. He's been fantastic. And you know, the one thing he, you know, the, what what have we whined? What have I whined about more than anything? Okay, there's you know games they don't play any defense. And Judge like Mackey, you've whined about that. Yeah, well, I have, but uh, <laughs> but the fact they don't have any shooters. This right. guy can shoot. Unfortunately, uh, they're going to have to come up with about uh, what uh, they're going to have to come up with more than they're paying Georgie, right? To uh, sign him when he gets his restricted I offer, I don't know if they'll. I don't know if it'll take that much. Mm-hmm. I don't because I, I think teams are going to be a little bit more diligent with oh. their with their cap space this summer. Speaking of Georgie, did I see six minutes last night? Yeah, six minutes. Yeah. Why don't we play Georgie more? We got to play <laughs> Georgie more. We got to play belly less than Georgie more. You know what though? Did you? I don't know if you guys caught the scoop today, but it's all over the Twitter sphere right now that we might have a schism on our hands with the Timberwolves locker room. I saw room. that. Yeah. Oh, what's did you the hear schism? this? What's the schism? Andrew Wiggins apparently has whispered that he is not happy being the third option behind Carl Anthony Towns and, and Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler. And uh, now this came from where? Ah, uh, that's just the rumor. That uh, I, okay. Doogie said it, and it's somebody else. Oh, was it Derek? It. Derek James also tweeted it out, didn't he, Manny? Yes, Derek. Well, Derek basically kind of reiterated what okay. Doogie was talking about. I'm just morning, saying, I don't so. want a schism when we're trying to break a 14 year playoff mm-hmm. drought. Yes, we can't have a schism. We can't have a schism, and the fact that uh, Belly is making shots. And by the way, Andrew made a couple of plays late in that game, right? Yes, he yes. did. Yes, he did. Uh, so his defense is better. I mean, Wiggins has improved defensively. It's just offensively, he starts taking some bad shots, and that's when people get mad at him. But I think the reason he's the third in uh, uh, option right now is he's shooting about thirty eight percent for the season, isn't he? I mean, he's been terrible. He doesn't make any shots, and uh, and belly. I almost tried to say his name. Bielitsa. Bielitsa. Yeah. There you go. I don't actually, Bielitsa is not as tough as the first name. I have no idea what that is. Nemanja. I ain't saying that. I call him Nemi. (laughs) Nemi Belly. Nemi Belly. Nemi Belly. Belly. That's what I I call him. But I will I, I can't say I've always liked him, but I always thought he could shoot. The well, ball. you know, you know the the big thing with him this year though, Pat, is he's healthy. I mean, he had he had oh, about, sure. he was healthy. out for about a month earlier yeah, this he year, but he's healthy month, now. Yeah. And that's when they were playing eight guys because they yeah. didn't have any bench. So, because uh, the last two years, he's that's been the problem with him is just getting healthy and getting used to playing over here in the NBA. But now he's healthy this year. He's you know great. what was amazing though. 
is they actually came back against an Eastern team instead of puking against an Eastern team on the road, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, a, as you pointed out the other day, Manny, the, the, all those games that they gave away against Eastern teams. And the bad uh, Eastern teams, too, Pat. Like the hey, ones that aren't even in the playoff hunt were the teams that they lost to. You, you know what is the biggest miracle in the NBA this year? Give it to me. Indiana Pacers. Yeah. They're 40 and 28. They're the free seed in the they're East. They're 40 and 28. They're remember? The free seed they're in the 40 East. and 28. And they came in here in the, early in the year. And uh, didn't they beat our boys? Or, yeah, they, ran, them and, out of the, ran them out of the arena. And we all like, oh, this is horrible. Indiana doesn't even want to win. And uh, they're 40 and 28. Did they brawl with the Sixers last night, damn near? They, yes, they, yeah. they kicked their ass. <laughs> they they went into Philadelphia and drilled them, and they got Oladipo and a Oladipo's bunch of no. They got and see that's why I don't pronounce names. Oladipo, okay, uh, he's been great, but they don't have anybody else. It's uh, it's amazing. They're for their. Uh, they're forty and twenty eight. Who's the coach? Nate McMillan, right? Nate McMillan. Yeah. He's the coach of the year. He wins forty five games and gets that collection in the playoffs. The same guy that was the Blazers coach, coach? that and, yes. and the Sonics coach. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. He hasn't been without an NBA head coaching job in about twenty five years. Good for him. <laughs> That's right. He just keeps landing. But uh, now they go play the Spurs. They go in and whip the Spurs. The Spurs are in big Although, trouble. He- hearing rumblings that Kawhi might uh, might, might, be might back, decide yeah. to uh, come out and play. But well, but you know what, Pat? We got to give the Wolves some serious credit because this was the stretch that everybody thought that was going to oh, yeah, we're going to be a six them. game. And so they lost three in a row. Yeah, they're two and one in this stretch, and they've won. I mean, that's everybody thought that this was going to be the stretch that just oh gosh, they're they're going to be in trouble, and this is a tough schedule, and it's going to be so hard, and they're going to fall off. But you know, they've won. Two and out it's of the first and three, it's so. hard to win two out of three when you have a schism. I <laughs> <laughs> have a schism. There's nothing worse than a schism. Oh, you we've can't had have a schism. In fact, we got one going on at the station right now. We do. You're we got a schism between. Dr- Afternoon drive and morning, mid morning. We got a schism. That's going how you in. know you've made it. You have not made it unless you've got a schism. <laughs> we got a schism. We got a scariest. I have not heard an apology from either one of those mutts. So, uh, <laughs> all right, we'll be back. Taking the ride with Royce. Hey. Let's be careful on it. On 1500 ESPN. And live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios, this portion of the Ride with Royce is sponsored by Walgreens. Walgreens has your trusted favorites in cosmetics, skin care, and hair care, plus new premium and exclusive beauty products. Stop by and find what makes you feel beautiful at Walgreens. Give us 30 minutes, and we'll give you everything plugs. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is like that. <laughs> Jess Myers now joins the Ride with Royce right for this edition of the Hockey Half Hour. Bobo couldn't finish, got it now, and the slot scores! Nikita to Sadorov gets it back for the avalanche. Here's McKinnon cutting in, scores! Nathan McKinnon! At 11 seconds of the third period, has his 33rd of the year. Uh, one last thought on the schism. I uh, I just <laughs> thought, the reason I have a schism, I'm just like Wiggy. 
I'm the third option. Yes. That's why I. Uh, that's, that's right. Why I'm a, you got Wetmore and you got Collar, and then, uh, you know, if they need some other jackass from the station, they might call me. <laughs> All right. Here's, uh, here is Jess Myers with the hockey, hockey half hour. I, I uh, just didn't want to get dragged into a schism, but I guess I'm <laughs> no. here. Oh, boy. We, we got one. Hey, uh, Spurgeon, that's bad, man. Oh. He's, he's a good player. Right hamstring partially torn. Four weeks, and uh, the best description, when they asked Dubnik about it last night, he said, it's gross. It's just gross to see a guy go into the boards the way he did, doing the uh, inadvertent splits when he lost an edge there. And, uh, yeah, your your legs aren't meant to bend that way. And, and so it was just him him just losing an edge? Yeah, and it was losing an edge. pushed just, him into the boards? No, no, he was just trying to catch, uh, you know, Dubnik kind of rung the, the puck around the boards, and uh, Spurgeon was trying to catch the pass and just lost an edge right by the boards. Nobody touched him, but he went in with both legs, you know, doing like the full gymnastic splits up against the boards and Ooh. tried to get up and realize something was not good at all. So uh, yeah, I think four weeks is conservative on uh, something. Yeah, like and that. especially on that part of the body. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. and, and skaters, you know, you're using that party, that muscle group to push off all the time. That's always the part that hurts the most after you skate the first time is is those hamstrings. So uh, they made a couple moves already. They they called up Ryan Murphy, who's going to be uh, apparently at least the temporary replacement on defense, and then they called up Zach Mitchell for the trip out west that they're uh, about to embark on. Interestingly enough, they play Friday night in Vegas, uh, only one night, and then they play the next night in Arizona. I know at least one reporter who went out there today just to make sure they were in Vegas in in time to to, uh, get get used to the dry air and the altitude and all that. When when uh, when are they allowing the uh, hockey team to show up out there? I think uh, the hockey team's not tomorrow. I think they're not heading out there until tomorrow. Okay. uh, Yeah. It's it's that a lot of people are using that as the reason Vegas has such a wonderful home record. But the, the fact of the matter is, they uh, you know they gave them a hell of a team for their five hundred million dollars. Absolutely, gave, you, you could only protect eleven players for goodness sakes, yeah. including goaltenders. Yeah, so. and, you know, and they've gotten lucky too. Some guys that you didn't know that would have the the seasons they've had. You know, Mark Andre Fleury. We all kind of thought of him as a as a washed up option in goal, and he's been fantastic. And then you've got you know guys like we know, like Nate Schmidt, who's been forced into a role or not forced into a role, but given an opportunity to play uh, more minutes than he ever has, and he's thrived on it. So it's kind of fun to watch, and you know, people getting used to hockey in a new area. He's a great character too. I wonder oh. if uh, I wonder if anybody out there uh, written a story on him yet. He's uh, he's he's pretty. He's he's a good kid. He just hey. came, he came back from an injury and they they interviewed him about you know what was it like coming back. He said, "Well, I thought about taking a few more days because I'm having a pool put in my place. You know, <laughs> I, I, I can maybe take a little more time." You know, joking uh, of course, but yeah, he's Nate is is the greatest interview I can easily say I've ever had in my years of covering the Gophers. As Spurgeon, where do you put him among their defensemen? Second? Probably second, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Suter, I think you have to put first just because of the contract and the minutes he eats up and just the way he plays. But now, you know, Brodine, who missed some time with an injury, now the, the pressure is going to be on him because he's going to have to eat up a bunch of those minutes. And then the guy I'm interested to see that they might eventually call up, Victor Louvre, who they got about a month ago. They got him in that trade where they sent Mario or... Uh, uh, yeah, it, Lucia. When they sent Lucia out to New Jersey, they they got this Victor Louv, who's played you know like six eight games in the NHL. They called him up right away. They had him practice once, sent him right back down. So apparently they didn't like what they saw in practice. But uh, sounds like he may have to play some minutes for this team now too. What is uh, so? What were the pair? What will the pairs be without Spurgeon? Then? 
I think you probably put Brodine up there with Suter, and and oh, then ooh. you find you know a, a a Prosser, you know a place a place to put him. the The thing it puts in the spotlight now too is that you just traded away Mike Riley, you know, three weeks ago, yeah. who who would have been a serviceable guy to have on that blue line. So uh, you know that makes it a little tougher for you as far as defensive pairings. Uh, Judd was not happy with uh, Doobie, and I guess a few other people weren't either. He didn't have one of his better evenings. Huh? There were a couple goals, you know, where it's like you're hugging the post and it still sneaks through and that just shouldn't happen when you're a, a goalie wearing real pads like these guys do now but yeah not a great night for him and i will say this against a colorado team that nobody really thought much of you know the gerard gallant in vegas is going to run away with coach of the year but uh jared bedner's done an incredible job with a team that everybody thought was still a couple years away now remember they do have nathan mckinnon they do oh, have he's Gabriel. a horse yeah you know and landis and i mean they've got some good players but what really surprised me is playing at home. How intimidated the Wild seemed by this team. I mean, they're just, physical as they, hell. Aren't they're they, real Colorado? physical. I mean, that's that's kind of the bad omen. If you were to run up against this team in the playoffs, you're uh, you're going to be uh, you're going to have a challenge. Let's put it that way. But hey, bring it back. We we had all that great bad blood with Colorado. You know, 15 years ago, first time they played in the playoffs, yep, and then right. it kind of faded away. I mean, come on, let's let's have a real rival again. Let's have somebody we can dislike. Okay, one last, uh, one more thing for this segment. Uh, go for hockey pairwise. They're thirteenth officially, but they're actually fifteenth because yep. there's uh, there's there's guaranteed to be two conference winners who are behind them. Uh, right. The uh, Michigan Tech plays Northern Michigan, and uh, and then uh, you got the the conference that doesn't have uh, the, the the Atlantic Conference. Atlantic hockey. Yep. So so what they got to do is be rooting against North Dakota. Right. And be rooting against who else? Boston College. It's easy to root against North Dakota, so yes. know, that, that's easy for them. You know, you're in trouble no matter what Michigan Tech does, but especially if yeah. Michigan Tech wins because Northern Michigan's got you know a pretty legitimate case that they might get in anyway. So that could knock the Gophers out or at least put them. But uh, they'd know, have on to the get ahead of them. They'd have to get ahead of them. They would have to get ahead somewhere. of them. Yeah, uh, you know what? What you have to hope for is Saint Cloud State plays North Dakota at four o'clock on Friday in Saint Paul. Mm-hmm. You have to want Saint Cloud to win that game by a healthy mark. Because mm-hmm. that would probably north, knock North Dakota out of uh, out of contention. Uh, do they have, still have the third place game? Don't they? The they NCAA do still have the third Try place to game. give themselves yeah. a little extra uh, juice to get into the pairwise. And, you know, and, and that was one of those things, especially in the NCHC, where you routinely get four or five teams in the NCAA tournament without much trouble. Uh, for years, people have been saying, "Why would you have a third place game? It's just you know, it's a, a way to sell one more ticket, I guess." But this year, it might actually matter because if North Dakota is playing in that game, they're going to need to win it to get into the NCAA tournament. And they're going to be playing against a team that's already in the tournament, right. so they will have all the incentives. Nobody's worried about getting a third-place trophy, so uh, yep. it's, it's not the dumbest thing of all time. No, nope, nope. So the Gophers still uh, a very good chance, but it isn't as good as it was a week ago. No, so. when when Michigan Tech beat uh, Mankato on Saturday yeah. or Sunday night in overtime, that was uh, that was a blow because uh, you know that's kind of an up-and-coming Michigan Tech team. But hey. They get to go to Marquette and play for the WCHA championship. And how about Grant Batoni in his first year taking Northern Michigan, you know, from uh, a team that was bad enough to fire its coach to, you know, he's got him right on the brink of uh, getting into the NCAA tournament. Probably making him one of the candidates to replace the Don if it comes to that. If All it right. comes to that, yes. All right. We will be back. We're going to talk a little about the, uh, what's going on at Ritter Arena and what's going on with the Hamlin, uh, women's the hockey. Fighting team. Pipers. Yep. That's right. Thank you.
The Ride with Royce. Time for Weather and Traffic. Oh, hi. And it's sponsored by Indeed. We'll go with northbound 169, 494 to 94, a 33-minute drive there. Southbound 169, suffering through painful constipation from 494 down past OSR. Up in Maple Grove, westbound 94, jamming up prior to the Fish Lake split. Watch out for a crash in the right side prior to Weaver Lake Road. Then the usual clustering up past 610. Over on the east side, I can't believe uh, this is happening, but southbound 35E seems a little better than usual today down the foolhardy freeway. Not a bad drive between 94 and the river. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Partly cloudy 24 tonight. It's 45 right now. You're on the ride with Royce. He's an incredible troll. Yes. He has cultivated and fertilized his inner troll on 1500 ESPN. And this portion of the ride with Royce today is brought to you by MetaFast Weight Control Centers. Getting you caught up on the week in pucks. It's the Hockey Half Hour with Jess Myers. A combination that requires the highest level of conditioning, speed, creativity. On the ride with Royce. Mr. Royce, we do have a yes. breaking news item what, out of the world what, of football what? before you get back to, to, uh, okay. to Jess Myers and the Hockey Half Hour. This according to our guy Tom Pellicero. Kirk Cousins is apparently on a variation of the Tom Brady diet, so the Vikings are having to take him to a different location than their normal steakhouse spot oh, for free can't agents. take him to Manny's. No. So that means oh. he's got to eat, like, kale or something oh, for the good. dinner. That's fantastic. All right. <laughs> speaking, well, of, we are. speaking of restaurants, Pat, I did like your tweet about uh, Sid going out to Blue <laughs> Nanny's place with all the Viking staff and your concern, and it's a well-founded concern about how this might affect his objectivity. If yes, it is. I, I think it's not Nice of the Vikings to honor him, but uh, this could cause him to get out of the middle of the road that he always tries to drive. Uh, you know, he, he's always conflicted between whether he should support management or the the uh, fans. You know, something like that. Hey, uh, so uh, we got to do some stuff quick. The uh, the Ritter Arena for Frozen Four for women's hockey was the last time it was in Ritter the 41-0 team or has it been back here since? No, I think that was the last time and the time before that, 2010 UMD beat, uh, I want to say Cornell in about four overtimes. The oh, last yeah. hurrah for uh, for Shannon Miller, that was the last title she won at UMD. So Yeah, uh, yeah. that Gopher game, I was at that 41-0 game and I was, as I was leaving, that was in the Aux box yep. and I tripped on the upstairs step and damn near put my head through a plate glass window, oh. and I thought, boy, what a way to die in a women's hockey game. You know, <laughs> the, this 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 wonderful career ends with me sticking my head through a plate glass window in <laughs> a women's hockey. Game. And we'd read but the- I enjoyed that team, by the way. They were uh, forty-one and all, and they had the. Uh, that they had the Finnish goaltender, right? Yeah, Nur Ratu. Or oh, Rat- she was Rate, she uh, was a character. I oh, fantastic! Yes. So, who do we got this weekend? We've got Ohio State. Uh, upstart Ohio State. They weren't expected to get there. Nadine Muzzerall, the former Gopher, is their coach. Oh, really? First really? time, first time they've ever been to a Frozen Four. Uh, they upset Boston College to get there. They'll play Clarkson in the first game. Clarkson's ranked number one. Were and, they? Were they wanted a couple of years ago? Didn't they? Yes, Clarkson? they did. Yes, they yeah. did. They were. In fact, they were the upset first. The goofs. They were the first non-WCHA team to win a title. You know, the WCHA uh, had won like the first 12 or 13 in a row or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we've got uh, Wisconsin, who's, uh, you know, the, the 
every year team, Mark Johnson. Uh, the, the men's team has come open twice now, and he doesn't seem even interested in it because he likes what he's doing there with the women's uh, group at Wisconsin. They play Colgate in the night game over at, uh, at Ritter. So with no Gophers in it, there may still be tickets available, and I think Ohio State will be the uh, kind of the fun local favorite with uh, Nadine Musrall being their coach. And uh, oh, Hamlin off. Uh, I, I got a hold of Natalie Darwitz today. They were flying, so we were, we're going to get her on, for, uh, but we might try it again Friday. Uh, the coach at Hamlin came there just three years ago. They were down at the bottom of the league, and uh, she now has them in the uh, in the final four of Division Three hockey out in Norwich, Connecticut. I talked to her last year. Uh, went over to you know one of those like Oscar Johnson or one of those. Icebox, yes. St. Oh, yeah. Paul public rinks. Uh, she's coaching the team. You know, this it's this terribly cold rink with no real locker yes. rooms. She and actually, nice satellite toilets outside. Yep, satellite mm-hmm. toilets. She had her dog out on the ice shooting a tennis <laughs> ball around. You know, they, they brought the family dog out. She said it was a total family affair when she's coaching. Uh, but talking about what the future could be like, now they're in that new arena in downtown yes. St. Paul. They've got yes. a, a home finally after bouncing around. They've gone 8 1 1 in their last ton, 10. They won the Mayak. And uh, yeah, just a fantastic team. They've got two great scorers on that team. Bree Simon, who's a sophomore on Elk River, and then Sarah Bobrowski, who's a senior, so that means you know, that Natalie didn't recruit her. She's out of Hill-Murray, and they've been scoring tons of goals for them. So a fun team to watch, and uh, kind of a fun story. And the Augsburg men are alive in the... Uh, they got to they gotta go to St. Norbert uh, in the quarterfinals, if I'm not mistaken, that's, this weekend. I believe sir. that's right, too. And then, of course, mm. uh, the big tournament here in town, the NCHC, which we talked about a little oh, bit already. Yeah. St. Cloud State, North Dakota. Uh, St. Cloud, of course, won the league title and then almost didn't get there. Had to go to overtime to beat Miami on uh, eighth number eight seed Miami. Number eight seed Miami, and in fact, it looked like Miami had won the game in overtime. Shy in a point blank shot, and uh, our buddy Jim Rich, who's calling the game, said it's over, it's over, and then he realized the black knob on the goalie's stick had gone into the net, and it looked just like the puck, but it wasn't the puck. <laughs> And then, like, 30 seconds later, St. Cloud comes down and scores. So uh, they're the number one seed. They get to pick whether they play the early game or the late game. So uh, Bob Motzko said, I'll go for a few extra hours of rest if we win that game. They picked the early game. So that's the 4 o'clock game. Then at 7.30, we get a rematch of the national championship from last year, UMD and Denver. You know, Denver, I always give them crap because they bring about a dozen fans wherever they go. But uh, The but, only one of the four not in the uh, tournament is North Dakota. Though, the right? only, the, yeah, the only one that's not a lock is North Dakota, and, and they could get in if they uh, they win a couple games. So, And also, speaking of your Huskies, uh, congratulations to Jimmy Schultz uh, out of Minnetonka. He's a Hobie Baker finalist, as is C.J. Cease out of Minnesota State Mankato. He's a Forest Lake kid. They were both... Um, among the ten named today, uh, Olympic hero Ryan Donato from Harvard, I think, is probably one of the favorites for it. And one uh, last uh, question: Sean Goldsworthy wins his, the uh, state title for uh, Minnetonka. I, d- I don't know the kid. Uh, do you? Is he? Uh, do you know? Do you know much about him? What's nice, his nice kid. He had been at St. Olaf like forever. Oh, oh okay. he, he was he was the head coach at St. Olaf. I want to say for like fifteen years or so, and you know ran out of favor there for whatever reason. I don't think he ever won a ton of games there. Uh, and now, of course, Mike Eves is the they coach. They brought there. in Eves, huh? They brought in Eves. And uh, interestingly enough, so so Goldsworthy takes the Minnetonka job. I think he went to high school there, so it was kind of a homecoming for him. His assistant is Jack Hillen, you know, the Colorado College star who played, you know, for the Islanders for, I want to say, about three, four years. He uh, retired a couple years ago, came home, and he's the assistant coach on that team. So a lot of good experience. First I, state title, right? First state Minnetonka. title for Minnetonka. They were the, you know, believe it or not, the upstart underdog favorites against Duluth East because they'd never won it before. 
See, this is what I love about, especially the high-level high school hockey. Last year, Trent Clatt, who's a Mr. Hockey winner and, and has played in the NHL and all that, he leaves Grand Rapids. They replace him with Chris Marinucci, who won the Hobie. I mean, this is at the high school level. You know, it's just insane the experience some of these coaches have. And the parents still think they know me. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll be back. See what's on the great outdoors show tonight. Jess Myers will be here with Dennis Anderson for the Great Outdoors Show momentarily. Who do you have? We're going to talk trout a little bit with our friends from Trout Unlimited. Uh, that's coming up quick. It's starting to melt. And then we're going to have Gary Leaf and Bob Lassard. Bob is a oh, legend. Oh, Bob Lassard. The Bob Lassard is in the studio. Himself. The old trapper is here. We're going to talk about what's going on at the legislature and the Lassard-Sams Council. All right. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow.